What's good? What's happening? This is Frank Fawcett, Fawcett Media. Back with another video. We're live right now. Uh, let me let some people come on in the room. Today we're talking about the finale of Insecure, HBO's show uh, starring and written and created by Issa Rae has ended after five seasons. Last night was the final episode. Yeah, it was a big deal. It's a big deal, man. But uh, yeah, like I said, let me let everybody come on in the room. Uh, good morning. And um, also, I'm going to have you all come up and, and uh, join the show. Um, the link should be in the description of the video. Um, should be a, a great, great episode here. Let's see. Uh, if it's not, let me put the link right in the description. So simulcasting over multiple platforms. So anybody from um, any of our other areas you're welcome to call in you're welcome to enjoy the show let me get be getting started here in a few few seconds let me see mm -mm -mm. and if you haven't already um make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel here Fawcett media um going to be bringing you a lot of content on uh entertainment uh, culture, business, media, the whole nine. Um, yeah, make sure to subscribe here. And all my uh, replay watchers, thank you for joining. Um, let me bring up my my visual piece. Um, yeah, man. It was a great episode, too, by the way. So um, finally... Finally getting what I asked for, for the longest. Let me make sure my audio is good because uh, while this time is, um, make use of this time while we got it. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, finally got what I've been asking for forever. And I got an insecure episode that was an hour long. How hard? That wasn't much to ask for, right? <laughs> I would have loved for this show the whole time, or at least part of the time, to have been an hour long. You know what I mean? Like that—that's where your dramas normally live. But if you haven't noticed, it, you know the show moves so good. Sometimes it's like uh, you don't even realize it's only thirty minutes long. But give me a second. Right, check, check. Making sure we good. Sounds like we are. Oh, we're perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So, like I said, hour long episode for the first time. It's like they did it to us. It was like a it was like a joke. You know what I mean? Like an inside joke. They were like, finally, we're gonna give you an hour long episode after all of you have been waiting for five seasons to to feel this, um, you know, but uh, I, I think the the importance of this show remains to be seen. Um, I think it, it has a pivotal place in um, television history at in this present moment, because, you know, we haven't had a lot of uh, black television shows that represent this era, you know, the kind of millennial era of, uh, you know, like a life story and especially focusing on a black woman. So that also brings like a whole nother added layer to this. And um, yeah, man, it was really good. And like, like I said, there might be some spoilers. Well, not like I said, but there might be some spoilers here, but uh, I feel like it's kind of the, the, the nature of the show is very of the moment. So um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to suppress any spoilers because, you know, it, I don't think it really takes away anything from the show. 
Uh, I think how it ended up was kind of right how it was supposed to end um, based on what we've been getting for the longest, you know. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, this is all all in the common era. You know, if you look at Twitter, man, I had to turn Twitter off yesterday. I was like, all right, I got to go ahead and watch the show now. I got to go ahead and watch the show so that, uh, you know, I can get a full – full feel for what's happening. Plus they also released an hour long documentary called insecure the end, which I'm watching now currently, but it's really good. goes back to the audition process and like interviews with uh, Melina Matsukis and like Princess Penny showrunner and the, the director of the first episode, the first season, uh, and just talked about their process of getting involved with the show. And I think that right there, that right there is worth the price of admission. I mean, I like to talk about the behind the scenes and how, you know, how this this uh, entertainment business kind of moves, the machinations of it right now, and how many, you know, how many cooks that it takes to uh, actually bake this cake of primetime television. Um but yeah, it was really good. It was really good so far. And um, but yeah, let's get into it. So anyway, Issa Rae's on Insecure. Issa Rae on Insecure finale. How last minute changes brought poetic justice to core characters. Um, with one final time traveling episode, Issa Rae's journey with Insecure, the hit HBO comedy, vaulted Issa Rae into Hollywood's A list. Has come to a close after five seasons. Hopefully this finale is a late Christmas gift and early Kwanzaa gift. That's a quote Ray told a variety in a lengthy interview about the 41 minute episode. Everything's going to be okay. I don't think people realize like an hour long show. Uh, when you account for the commercial breaks, it ends up being about 41 to 45 minutes, something like that. It's not actually a full 60 minutes because you got to have money for the uh, place for the sponsors. But on a place like HBO, not tripping off the sponsors because, you know, you got your uh, subscribers. And I know they were happy with uh, the offering that's been given up for the last. I think they said seven years has been the actual time period, but five seasons over that actual seven years. It's been an emotional roller coaster of a season and a series. And Ray has been surprised by some of the audience's response uh, responses asked what shocked her, what shocked her most about this uh, reaction. Oh, yo, what's up, man? Oh, what's up? WT funk. Uh, wow. That's interesting. Interesting news. Um, but thank you for joining me, man. <laughs> You're welcome to come up and discuss. I don't know if you've uh, talked, seen the show, but, uh, you know, we've actually um, I, I pretty pretty much. If you've seen an episode, you you have something to offer to this conversation. So, you know, everybody don't don't hesitate to come up and um, talk to the subject. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, um, trying to get things right here. I feel like there's a short in my my cords here. Uh, <laughs> it's been an emotional roller coaster of a season and series. Ray's been surprised by some of the audience's responses. It's true because like from season one, people have been polarized over things that have happened on this show. And me personally, as someone who is team Lawrence, I proudly say that because I will say that the character of Lawrence showed uh, a flawed black man who has, who wasn't perfect had potential. Like I really kind of connected to the character of Lawrence in a way that I hadn't seen in a lot of shows of this nature. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like in, in black shows, a lot of times the leads have to be super slick and cool. And, and Lawrence was messed up and a flawed individual. And I think people liked him because of that. And, uh, especially in season one and yeah, man. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, man. Okay, it says WT Funk's about to go live on another topic. Yeah, that's crazy. That's sad to hear, man. I mean, shout out to the Peef Network. Um, 
Hopefully they can get that settled out. They can get that situated, WT Funk. But thank you for coming to check us out. Um, maybe I'll join you on your live stream later. But yeah, um, it, it, it Insecure kind of set up a place for even black women who hadn't been seen in, in the light of a character like Issa Rae. Uh, like I said, another flawed character who for all her, you know, you know, harebrained schemes and antics, like she kind of represented in every woman. And I think everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people got a chance to see themselves in a way that hasn't been seen in television thus far. You know, um, it was kind of like, you know, what do the kids of, you know, some of the, you know, because even the three camera setup of like the past, the Cosby shows, the Family Matters, black shows have had an, almost an artificial kind of bubble around them because of the because of the method of how they've been put out. You know what I mean? Like the three camera setup is almost like a stage play. It's almost artificial in a way. But when you get into this single camera drama slash comedy, it starts to open up some new doors and it starts to um, to offer some um, some different perspectives, you know, some different uh, representation of black characters on the screen. So a shout out to Issa Rae for that, you know, like for bringing that up. And then for me to be here on YouTube with you or Facebook or wherever you're watching me, um, this show represents something huge for content creators coming from an independent place. Issa Rae talks about starting this show um, after having never really written anything. I think she had done some some sketches for her brother and, and music videos, or I guess. And they had been, you know, doing things. Uh, she was had a theater background from Stanford University, which I thought was kind of cool because episode one of season five takes place at Stanford, which is her alma mater. And she made all her characters on accident uh, also have met at Stanford University. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, like like um, I think I think that uh, it was a surprise that, you know, you could see this much kind of humanity and see and you almost don't want to see it go. You almost don't want to see the show end, really. Because they had to cover so much ground in this last episode. Somebody mentioned on Twitter, they were like, look, this last episode could have been probably one or two more seasons. There's so many um, highlights that happen in these characters' lives that we've been attached to. So, you know, that might be the one criticism is that they're like, why are y'all ending it right now? You know, like, because I admit it or not, it is a guilty pleasure for some people, you know. And, um, you know, people have been critical of the show. And like I said, nobody has a, a in-between opinion on the characters. Like they have literal hives in that first season where, you know, on Twitter, people will go back and forth like, nah, you know, this Lawrence got to be the guy for Issa. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, or, or Daniel's got to be the guy or or, you know, Molly needs to do this to get a relationship. And we finally see in the last few episodes, Molly nailing down a relationship which you know which is interesting because that character molly is also another new character that probably hasn't been seen you know the, the high powered attorney um you know who seems to have it all together but can't get that dating portion right can't get that um you know she's just human you know what i mean she she has her flaws and and i think they tripped and stumbled into something that was brilliant. But I was talking about the YouTube portion of this. Okay. So uh, if people aren't familiar and I don't see how you couldn't be, this all started because Issa Rae did a web series called the awkward black girl started on YouTube. She put together her own money and um, put this series together, like wrote out the characters and starred in it, you know, which was kind of unprecedented and they did it. Like, you know, through the grace of God, you know what I'm saying? Like, and as an independent producer, I see that and recognize that work and realize what it took for her to even take that first step. Because after that first step, you might not be able to see the staircase in front of you, but 
it's a whirlwind ride and like you know doors were open pharrell came in for season two with um his i am other company provided some financing she did uh maybe some crowdfunding and some some other you know financing but uh and then actually took took the idea to networks so when she took it to networks um yeah she she actually um yeah she actually went and um uh went to the networks i ended up at abc or cbs i think abc um and didn't get a go on her pilot episode and i remember her and larry wilmore uh talking about them coming together and actually uh trying to put this this show together at a network and it not making it and so that's the sad reality of this the story could end right there but what do they do they retool the show they put it back together and they submit it for hbo hbo said it's the fastest pickup they've ever had and that's crazy because like you know what i'm saying like a black show about like i said black millennials kind of making it through life you know with the comedy spin of course um for it to be the fastest pickup that in hbo history um is kind of substantial you know what i mean it's kind of big and so you know the you know she did that groundwork she did that uh first one two i think it was three seasons on youtube and it was enough of a backstory to get her to this big level. Because, you know, it, it's always been rumored. And I always kind of had the thought in the back of my head. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Awkward Black Girl is Insecure, the continuation. You know what I mean? Like, it's got the same elements. It starts with her at, at the mirror. That was a big part of the Awkward Black Girl series. And, like, you know, that's a brilliant device, too, by the way. It's this inner monologue that she has going on with her um herself in the mirror uh basically you know busting freestyles and like you know all of her um all of her inner monologue and insecurities insecurities uh on display talking back and forth to herself as this um this character um innovative storytelling you know it's a device but you know and we've seen it before but it was done here at a, a high high level and um, like I said, they talk about Melina Matsukas kind of bringing uh, talk about that was an interesting point uh, in the documentary when they talk about how she kind of bombed the first Zoom interview. She come from a music video background. I think she was Solange's director. And so I think Issa and everybody were very attracted to the look that she could bring to the show. And um, you could see, you know, like it was very. You know, it's very pronounced. It's got the first episodes of the HBO series have a distinct look and feel. And I think it was very in fashion and probably, you know, got them to this season five. Honestly, it started them off on a good trajectory. And um, but Melina talks about bombing the first interview. And he's just like, yo, she called her called uh, Melina's. Or Melina's agent called her and was like, right, how did the meeting go? And she was like, yo, get it together. We're about to go to network. Like, And so Melina comes back and, you know, she had had all kinds of issues. Because this is how it happens. Man. Every time in the business, if you've got some some, uh, some other stuff going on, like, you know, you're, you're, you got to go home and handle some family business. Like, that's when your biggest opportunity is going to come up. Or, you know, you're, you're busy with your children. And then all of a sudden you're getting the opportunity of a lifetime and it's up to you to put it together. So Melina puts together a package with, um, you know, like an actual pitch deck. And like that makes the difference in uh, getting the show, getting the job as the director of the first episode. And then similar, similar fashion with Prentice Penny. I think Prentice was uh, more, more forthright with it. He had met Issa at a book signing and he, was interested in the project went ahead and sent a letter in which Issa said she never receives letters which which is crazy right we get all this technology in front of us and the one thing that was most effective for him to get a life-changing career-changing job was actually writing putting pen to paper and writing a letter and so I think 
it probably stood out in Issa's mind. And she was like, yeah, uh, we like this guy already before we've even seen his work. But, you know, that letter, that letter was good. You know, so that's a that's a little tip for our, our industry folks out here who are trying to come together. You know, maybe we could uh, stop hitting the DM so much and go into uh, going to the, the old methods that are that are proven to work. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. This is more. This story is more about the actual plot of the episode, which is cool. But I think I want to talk about the cultural impact. Well, let me see what this video is about. Let's see if it'll uh, it'll play for us and get some some feedback. Oh yeah. Also, too, you can join the discussion. Got the link up here in the description not that one but not that one that's for facebook all your facebook but faucet media join the discussion link should be in the description anyway um yeah let's check this video out and um get some feedback on what you all feel about the finale of insecure the end was coming how would you make the most of your time left we are in your town. We are in Los Angeles. Y'all brought us out here because it's this from is the Variety. final season. Saying bye, season five of Insecure. Season what does five. it mean to be out here with all funny. your people? We are in my neighborhood tonight. We are surrounded by people I love. Y'all have come out to celebrate the show. Uh, it's almost raining. Like It's just, it's perfect. What was the storyline you were most excited to find out what happens for this season? Oh, I would say, I mean, I think like with y'all, like I want to know what's going on with Easter, Lawrence and Condola and this daggone baby. How does it going to work? I don't think he really figures it out until we get to the other end of the season. Like, I think so much of of his journey in this season is like, what what is fatherhood? Like, what does that mean? Am I going to be here? Am I not going to be here? Right. Because Condola gave him the out of, you know, if you want to be involved, you can. And if not, then cool. So I think that is really what this season is all about for him. I am not Team Lawrence, so not about the Condola baby. So I I like Jay Ellis as a person and an actor. He's great. I've always been like, come on, you can do better, Issa D. Girl, you can do better. See, everybody was and nobody's uh, hot. Or, they're all hot about their opinion on the show. Why would why would they hate on? you know, two fictional characters, but people really invested, you know? So that's pretty funny that she said that. Listen, I know the, the internets are, um, they're not always the nicest, but here we are. Here we are. They are not, they have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Condola. And you know what? I don't blame them. Uh, I will say though that Condola didn't impregnate herself. So she didn't do it alone. So why aren't y'all shading Lawrence? It's confusing. But no, they, they have a lot of fun with the show, and I've never worked on anything where the internet is so invested, and it's been pretty fun. What can you tease? So much hate for a innocent, innocent child. <laughs> that, that, that baby did nothing. It did nothing wrong. <laughs> so tease for the fans what we can expect in season five. We know that the baby, for example, is born, but how are y'all entering some of these other storylines this season? Um, I think we're entering them super brutally honest, and I think we're entering them where characters have to face some hard truths about their lives and also some hard truths about the choices they made to get to where they are. Here's the thing. I'm a big fan of the show, so I don't read past my script. So you don't know what happens with Condola and Lawrence and the baby, and you're hoping to find out tonight? I'm hoping to find out what happens in this moment tonight, yeah. Well, I won't spoil anything for you, so I will let you go. Oh, you know. I don't know. Oh, you got the plug? I'm ready for the social redemption of Molly. Because but thank you, thank you, the social redemption of Molly. Molly should have never <laughs> actually been crucified on anybody's cross because she's been a good friend. How long did it take for you intend to get back back? We were safe back before we were back back. Child, the jokes I laughed at that weren't even funny. She was parched, like a shriveled up prune. <laughs> Molly did not have her best moments all the time, but I think you know sometimes. I yeah, that's a fact, Israel. What's happening? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Lawrence is the nice guy. Women hate the nice guy. That 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 happens. That does happen, for sure. The ashes we rise. 
out of the ashes we rise like an eagle. This is my Did Yvonne give you Sorry. any um, tips on how to deal with the Twitter first? Because they came for her last season, too. They really did. She was like, you know what? Sometimes when they're hating me, I just think about Condola. And they hate her, too. So at least we're in it together. They hate her more. Um, and you know what? Low-key, it was really neck and neck. Because I think they might hate Molly more than Condola. I'm not sure. Nah. <laughs> I, nah. I, I like to say I'm a Molly. So I'm like, what does that say about myself? Listen, I feel like a Molly and I'm playing a Condola. So I, I'm right there with you. When you think about the the fan love, the legacy of this series, you know, what does it mean to be at this fifth and final season premiere? I feel like we just did everything we could, you know what I mean? So it's I don't feel like sad or I feel sad that I won't see these people every day in the same way and work with them every day. But in terms of like, did I feel like we told every story we could the best way we could and and just give people what we thought was our best? I feel like I don't know what more we could have done. I really hope that people do embrace the show like I embrace, you know, Moesha and Living Single and Fresh Prince and all these other shows that shape me. If it inspires another generation of little black girls, of older black girls to be like, I can do this or I want to do my own version or I want to do better, then we have done our jobs. Is that me? Oh, shit. Throwback me. I forgot how cute I look with twists. So what are you doing here? <laughs> no, uh, it's our 10-year reunion and Stanford asked me to speak on a panel. Oh, that's also something, too. Um, they talk about the celebration in the documentary. They talk about the celebration of natural hair that this show has been. She talked about her twists right here. Um, yeah, it, it's been it's been a great example of what how many options you can have with natural hair. And uh, I think that is probably one of the achievements of this series is kind of normalizing that natural black 4c hair in a in a beautiful way you know what i mean like she always had a nice style it was always interesting you know she had the afro afro puff she had she had it pulled down she had it, you know and i think because that's been a, a sore spot for a lot of people in black hollywood has been you know you know every time you gotta do get an audition every time you get a role you got to put on a wig or you got to put on some type of weave or something and like this show kind of celebrated those things you know what i mean celebrated the hair and the um you know like the the hairdresser talked about it she was like it was even giving women ideas in their normal life on what they could do with their hair to go to to work and actually have some options, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, there's a cultural impact of that type of, of move, to, the decision to make Issa, you know, a, a, a kind of a avatar for black women going through their lives in this 21st century um, struggle. So yeah, shout out to them for that, you know? <laughs> no, uh, it's our 10 year reunion and Stanford asked me to speak on a panel. I know it'd be a big deal. Yes. The legacy of Issa is showing that you can tell a personal story that's Leonard specific Robinson. to you. And not only it, will it be. Shout out to Leonard, man. I'm glad to see him get some some shine. This guy's been consistently killing it since way back when in the Wild and Out days. And like he was, you know, he finally got a role where he could stretch. And I always thought he was a talented actor, but never got an opportunity to really be that you know, love interest or whatever. So that's what I'm saying. The show offered so many opportunities for um, people who would, you know, they also mentioned in the documentary about people who didn't get a chance to, to maybe um, to ever lead anything. They, they got to build these characters organically too, from, from a, a cast of fairly unknown actors. You know what I mean? I think maybe Amanda Seals probably had the most credits on screen up until you know before this and after this now you know they're able to make they have to call shots around town even the writers room uh they talked about the opportunities that the writers were given after being a part of the room but the it was the same room for the first three years and just um um happened to to um they got more opportunities after the show was a success obviously so you know people going off to start their own shows you know what i'm saying like so that's that's a that's a cultural impact right there that this show has kind of put forth. And um yeah, I mean I even um I didn't realize until the documentary. Well no, I knew this I think I knew this uh last season too, but I had worked with um 
one of the executive producers or co-executive producers, um, girlfriends I had done a short for, and she is like an instrumental part to the series. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh shout out to you, Laura. Um, yeah. So it's uh it's really cool. It's really cool to see the opportunities building, and you know, you 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 love to see this type of energy and how it will shepherd the next generation of Hollywood. You know what I mean? I think we get a lot of the shows now that, that are coming out that are kind of tearing it up, you know, or, or, you know, controversial, you know, like the Harlem or who runs the world, you know, um, or I think it's run the world, whatever the show is that is on, um, uh, what is that? We TV, not we TV. It's one of them networks, but anyway, you know what I mean? Like this show with uh female centric black cast, you know what I mean? And showing their love lives, like a sex in the city, for lack of a better term. Uh, I think Insecure is the progenitor of that. So, you know, shout out to them for, for changing history in that way. You know Accessible, I mean? but people can love it. And it and I think also she's done a, an amazing job, not only of uplifting and celebrating black people in Los Angeles. Oh, Azrael's got another comment here. Let's see. Plus, Lawrence uh, reminds women of the good men that they had and either screwed up or he left them. <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility, man. Uh, let's see here. There's nothing worse than the, the Lawrence kind of guy who leaves a woman and actually ends up being happier. <laughs> women hate you when you leave on your terms. And even worse, do better than them relationship-wise. Yeah, man. There's a lot of, like... There's a lot of things that, that have stung people in their lives that kind of popped up on this show. You know what I mean? I think it, that's why it's so important because it becomes it becomes part of the culture like in a deep, deep way because people see like themselves in these, these places. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you left a woman and then you end up being happier. It's crazy. But uh, thanks for your comment, Azrael, the daywalker. Um, yeah, let me pin this comment, like I said, for the discussion. If I can, I cannot, can not pin it. There it is. Boom. It's at the top of the page. You can click that link to join the discussion. We're talking about Insecure, the series finale of Insecure. Issa Rae's show on HBO. Uh, let me continue with this video. Uh, but also celebrating Los Angeles. We got to celebrate black love. We got to celebrate black culture. I'm from South Central LA. Um, we got oh, to yeah. Thug Yoda. See, even that, that character it represents something that hasn't been seen on TV. This guy, you know, who, who's, you know, a gang gang member, but he's he's just trying to raise his daughter in, in um, Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? And he lives in the same building as Issa. Like, yeah. But he was also on the original um, Awkward Black Girl series, too. So it was great to see him kind of grow with Issa and grow with the character. Just opportunities, man. We've never seen South Central LA portrayed this way on television before. You know, it's usually like, you know, this is where the gangs are. And this is south of the 10. And it's like, don't go there. But it's like, no, there's a lot of beauty in South Central LA. Including That's all of a us on this show. That's for a fact. black culture and for millennials, this is the staple show. This is this concise body of work that's amazing and that they have this is another character that was polarizing through <laughs> uh that first season as he uh becomes a adversary rival of our hero, every woman. And uh yeah, she she has a good character arc though. And gives Lawrence a little little get back as a character. Thought out through and through. And so from start to finish, I just, I, I'm, I'm so proud of her. I'm proud of Issa. Yeah. For what she's doing for black people and L.A. I hope that one day, like 20 years from now, some young person's also like, yo, this is my show. Or, you know, or watching it or introducing their niece, their cousin, their daughter to. Yeah, because that's the interesting part about this, too, is that. Like so many of uh, the inspirations for this show come from shows from a generation before. You know what I mean? Like there's a section in there where they did the intro basically to a different world. They showed all the passing camera, just like it was it was crazy to see these characters in that 
and just just know the lineage of those two uh, juxtaposed uh, images. But yeah, she's right. This show will inspire somebody in the future. You know, when they're looking back and they're like, yeah, man, you remember that? That show Insecure, it was so cool, you know, because kids always are nostalgic and like they're proving their 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 independence by rebelling against what's current. So they'll look back at this show and be like, yeah, we want to be like that, you know, you know, and then maybe they'll be inspired to 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 make something like this or to be an actor. You know, like I was inspired by watching Boomerang and like uh, I remember me and my boy Mike Jones went. Snuck into the movie, our R-rated movie, when we were 13 or so, <laughs> and um, saw a movie that was like, that was revolutionary. That and The Best Man, I remember seeing The Best Man. Issa Rae talks about we, her inspirations for this series are kind of similar to my inspirations for uh, things that I create. So even I'm inspired, you know what I mean? Um yeah, she talks about you know Kirby enthusiasm and you know Seinfeld as 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 heavy influences as well as the black shows, the living singles, you know, and all that stuff, man. So Martin, <laughs> you definitely got some Martin elements in here. So you know, it's great to see the lineage and how things connect up. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, the series was very relatable, absolutely, Azrael. Um, I like Issa Rae, though. I hope she creates more shows. And uh, you're in luck because Issa Rae will definitely create more shows because she's got a she's got a production deal at HBO still. So and they just announced it like last year. So, you know, she's probably got a lot of stuff coming. Um, Maybe stuff, not stuff she's going to star in. And I know I think the show 20s is already out. And I think that's one of hers. Um, That was a web series and now it's gotten an order. Or, or is is actually airing? I believe. I think I'm supposed to be watching it. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like the inspiration down the the generations of this is is going to be felt. So you know, this was a job well done. You know what I mean. So, um, but hey, I'm Fawcett Media. Uh, if you like this video, like, comment, and subscribe to this YouTube channel. I'm trying to grow this audience. Um, actually, less than. I think uh, 170 subscribers towards getting monetized. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me, please. So we can get to that level and I can bring you more content on a regular basis and just kind of bring this thing together. But uh, we're here talking about insecure series finale. You're welcome to join the discussion. We are at Streamyard. This is the link, you know, just look in those comments and you should be able to find the link. Um, I'm going to make sure the Facebook folks have that link as well, but, uh, I'm not sure. Let me, let me check one thing. Cause I know it's probably on the page that doesn't have a link. Uh, oh yeah. 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 A lot of people over here. Yeah. I just had the bright idea to, to do the live stream, um, on multiple platforms. So yeah, that's why we're, um, here, let me see. Can I put a post? I can post. Yeah. And my Twitter folks don't even have any idea what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, uh, Facebook's on a whole nother thing right now. Facebook's trying to make me go into the business account. Uh, this is annoying. They're probably going to ask me to pay for it too. No. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, continue on with this video while I'm trying to figure this out too. Oh, this is a show that changed X, Y, and Z for me as a creative or as a black person in America. So I, I hope, I hope we have that legacy. I, I hope that folks feel like they got a window into a world uh, that reflected theirs and characters that reflected them, right? Um, and their friendships and their romantic relationships and their work uh, situations. And hopefully they felt seen and felt represented uh, and got to laugh and cry along the way. You never live. I don't control where I go. No, I don't want to take you and your friends to Palm Springs. It's Tuesday. 
heavy or something to eat today? No. Two weeks before y'all were about to shoot, you changed your ending. P- please explain. Yes, I did. Um, it just didn't feel right. You know, I think it was a good finale on its own. However, I just didn't feel like it aligned with the story that we have been telling for five seasons, much less even this season. It felt like the ideal version. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make an ending that felt more realistic. Yep. And sometimes you have to do that. You know, like, I think it's interesting that she admitted that she had to change the ending because I think she talked about maybe taking them to Morocco, you know, like, like, you know, doing it real big for the last episode because it's like a, a dream vacation that the characters have, have had. And it's just like, you know, at a certain point, you're just like, why don't we just, you know, highlight Los Angeles, the one of the main characters of this show is the city of Los Angeles and, you know, South Central in particular. Um, Why not just highlight that and really get out uh, all of our storylines? But like I said, they they jammed so many episodes, so many episodes and seasons into one episode that in, in the last two episodes in particular. And Issa actually wrote on this last episode, too, which is another thing I'm that brings me hope is that, you know, once you actually build it, you can get some other people to write on it. <laughs> so Issa actually gets, uh, what you call it? Uh, what happened? Um, she stole my thunder. Oh gosh. The bot seemed to want to, oh, I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah. Those, those people in there. Hey, thanks for watching. She stole my thunder. She stole my thunder. If you got any, uh, thing on, on um insecure hit the link you can join the discussion with me if you'd like um thank you for watching though um but yeah like what was i saying um yeah like this uh the idea of having a a grand finale you know or like you know a a destination you know that's kind of traditional in tv but at a certain point you just have to take it as it is and be like, you know, let's celebrate what we have. And also I feel like the end of the show and I've done pretty good. I'm not giving up too many spoilers, I guess. Uh, the end of the show, uh, they leave the door open. So let's see what happens in the next few years. Could there be an insecure movie? Huh? Huh? Um, uh, I have to say, I, I'm like I said, I'm firmly Team Lawrence Ben Solis in season one. Um, but they introduced the character of Nathan, who was a strong contender for this uh, this show. And I feel like I kind of felt bad for Nathan because you know Nathan's got so many issues. Nathan is played by Kendrick Sampson, uh, who I met in Los Angeles. Real cool dude. Um, met him at a comedy show actually, my friend's comedy show. Uh, cool brother, um, but his character is kind of, you know, kind of the, one of the most polarizing characters for me as being Team Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? It's like my guy Lawrence can't have any rivals, of course. And, you know, of course, the episode prior, they got into it because these are the the current Issa Rae loves of her life. So, you know, um, not the current, but, you know the rivals the team rivals so i just think it's great how it weaves together and like you said like i said you have a, a whole crew of writers to help you get your vision out how great is that it's so much work to sit in front of a computer and I, I i've thought about live streaming this at some point to sit in front of a computer and come up with ideas out of this thing like sometimes i'm sitting here like Man, I do not know how I'm going to get this done. And then sometimes I can write a whole movie in two weeks. It's happened. It's definitely happened. So, you know what I mean? Like, if you got the right, you know, game plan, if you got the right path to victory, like, you can do a lot of of wonderful things with this thing. You know what I mean? The mind, the power of your mind. Let's uh let's go on further with this video. And true to the characters. See, I'm a star. Look at me from afar. Uh, me down the earth. Let, me, let me pause that. I don't want to get a copyright strike from Tyler the Creator. Even though I love that song. I love that song, man. 
How would you want to be remembered? Don't act like I'm average. Yeah. Brent Fires and Tyler, the creator, man. That song's on fire. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was so glad to see that guy on there, too. All right. So that was that. Let's uh, let's move on to another. I did want to see Twitter's reaction to it. You know, because the the tweeter the tweeters are a core character in this. There's a picture from Issa Rae. Love you all. Love y'all. Thank you for five seasons. Insecure HBO. Um, make sure Jay Ellis, who plays Lawrence, it was always her. Yeah, uh, let's not say that. <laughs> I'm no good. Insecure finale. This Miss Leandra here talking about it. Uh, with Molly in uh, various pictures. I put the feelings to the side about who I want Issa to end, with, end up with because clearly her true soulmate is Molly. <laughs> Girls for life. That is actually true. I will say that. Uh, I had a theory too about where they could go with the characters uh, that uh, kind of support that Molly is Issa's, you know, they they are the stars of the show, obviously. But uh yeah, Molly is Issa's soulmate for sure. Scene in the bathroom was the final scene I shot as Molly during one of the takes. Uh Princess Penny told me to go off script and thank Issa Ray for how she changed my life. We were crying for real, for real. Wow. Oh, look at that. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Love you too. There they go. It's kind of hard to not, you know, like I know they've had a little issues with uh, Amanda Seals in the past, but it's kind of hard to not see them as real friends, you know what I mean? But sometimes you have to separate that from, from you know, I think they are actually friends, th- these two for sure. But uh, yeah, sometimes you have to separate the work from the actual uh, friendship, you know. Because, you know, you can't be friends with everybody. But, uh, yeah, in that last episode, yeah, it's very fitting that the episode is centering on birthdays when the first episode was about Issa, uh, Lawrence forgetting Issa's birthday. That's a good point. Everybody's birthday came up. And uh, even my favorite character, Kelly's birthday, was celebrated. And I, like, predicted it while I was watching it. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, Kelly's birthday is coming up. Because <laughs> they they visit each other, even though you know Amanda Seals' character had moved away, they went and visited her for her birthday, and so the the last hour long episode was kind of loosely structured on around the lead character's birthdays, which is dope. I thought it was kind of cool way to move through time. There's the whole cast there. Um, yeah, man, forty one minute episode. Amal, that's the brother of Issa Rae. He finds love. He finds his uh, boyfriend on there. Uh, they even had Sarunas Jackson back, which was a surprise from um, uh, Dro. The character Dro came back, who's another character that uh, gets a bad rap on the show. And <laughs> But uh, he's gone on to do other successful things, too. Uh, Shelby says, the finale was rushed, in my opinion. The season drug on plus wasn't my fave, but that doesn't change what Issa has been able to accomplish with Insecure. Still love the show and will be rewatching. See, even in the discontent, there's always some uh, silver lining. Silver lining. Oh, this is funny. Nathan, when Issa tried to console him, <laughs> got Jamie Foxx and Denzel Washington. You get your fucking hands off me. <laughs> He's doing Jamie doing Denzel. <laughs> Hey, you get your fucking hands off me. <laughs> I love that. <coughs> oh, man. Yeah. Sorry. I promise I'm I'm good. I just got a little cold, y'all. Uh, yeah. This is pretty cool. Natasha Rothwell is the character uh, of um, Kelly. Kelly is probably my favorite character, believe it or not. Um, even though I'm Team Lawrence, you know what I mean? Lawrence Hive. Uh, 
Kelly is my favorite character because she cracks me up every time she comes on screen. And a lot of it has to do with Natasha Rothwell coming on as a writer. They talk about that on the documentary. She was a writer on the show. And as she was reading the Kelly character, they couldn't imagine any other person playing her. That is a Hollywood story right there. How many times does that happen? You know, the reader sometimes gets that opportunity. But in this case, the writer gets that opportunity to come on. And she killed it every time she was on screen. Like you could tell she has some type of improv training or sketch training because uh, her her skills are sharp. You know, she's improving on the spot, coming up with like some of the best lines in the show, man. Like, you know, at the, at the Coachella uh, where they go to see Beyonce and Coachella. And she gets hit with the taser. Yeah. Classic material. Um, Kelly is uh, an Apollo legend for sure. <laughs> My favorite character. Um, it actually saved me in some moments where I was just thinking, I was like, this is getting kind of cringy right here. Kelly would bring me back every time. Because, you know, like I said, it's, it's such a, a personal show. You know, sometimes... Uh, Sometimes you need that 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 character to anchor you back in, and they give you a lot of good a lot of good characters to anchor yourselves to on this show. And I think that's another one of the great contributions uh, of Insecure. Um, yeah, man. But like I said, I am Fawcett Media. We are live on streaming on YouTube. And I want you to uh, go ahead and go ahead and subscribe to this channel. We're going to be doing more of this content. Uh, Fawcett Media is entertainment, business, TV, film, culture, um, you name it. We got it. And this is the channel here. Um, I'm going to be putting together some of my own original content on here. I've got one episode up of a show that could be an answer to insecure from a man's perspective. You know, I've been kind of toying around with this idea for a couple years, but um, actually might be pitching it to some, some bigger networks. So keep your fingers crossed for your boy Fawcett media. Cause I got something to say too, just like Issa. Uh, yeah, man, this is, great great time um we're coming up on an hour here i think i'm gonna wrap it up but there was um um there was something else i wanted to show you all um cnn wrote an article on it let's see new york times yeah man this is covered by the biggest you know usa today variety New York Times, Daily Beast, CNN. So this is a cultural moment that this show is ending here. And I think people maybe don't realize it right now, but uh, it's kind of a big deal, man. And it's interesting, too, because black shows are pushing the culture. And so many times we get told that our stories aren't marketable or that they don't matter in that way. And I think that's one of the things that this show proves is that it can be, we can be straight up. Uh, we could be straight up the cultural bellwether on a network and really tell our story the way we want to tell it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the important lesson here. Series like Insecure can struggle to come up with significant finales because when all said and this is CNN. Uh, when all's said and done, life goes on. Yet the HBO's dramedy final episode managed to create something memorable, informed by the line when the central character says, I just want to fast forward to the part of my life where everything's okay. And it's funny because uh, all the episodes have uh, okay in the title, and they've basically been, um, it's, it's a, a play on, you know, the, the prior seasons where they have like a theme for, for the titles and, you know, 
every episode has an okay in it. So it's kind of cool. The extra long finale then proceeded to do essentially that. Uh, No ads, please. Uh, Proceeded to uh, do essentially that. Following the breakup of Issa, this is going more into plot. I want to skip that. Skip that, skip that. Go watch the show if you want to get the actual plot. I don't want to ruin, ruin everything. Um, if I cannot, um, NPR's and Eric Deegan's pointed out when the show premiered five years ago, Issa Ray wanted to it to be defined in part by how just how unremarkable it was. And that's a, that's another thing. Like I said, that talks about the inspirations of it. That means. You know, the the show, the the tagline of Seinfeld is that it's a show about nothing. So could Issa have thought I would like to do this show insecure and make it unremarkable about nothing? You know what I mean? Like, yes. Isn't it sad that it's revolutionary, Ray said at the time? We don't get to just have a show about regular black people being basic. And that's huge that is huge um that's huge huge because yeah it's it's um it's true like when do black people just get to be relaxed and people on screen you know what i mean uh, we've seen it rarely but but the fact of the matter is like you know that should be part of our profile in in media and it's just not, you know. I mean, you got to be doing some super, super, supernatural stuff, or you know, you got to be a a slave, you know, twelve years a slave or something. It's just good to see black people doing something. Not necessarily the most successful black people, because it doesn't have to be an episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous uh, to in order to have black people on screen. You know, that's the thing, man. So yeah, I think that's a that's a definite definite accomplishment of this series is that it's really brought up a regular black profile again in um in entertainment so ray also spoke to earlier spoke to this earlier this year about the perceived pressure to include white characters in order to make tv shows featuring black leads more relatable to a broader audience advice that she later resisted Hmm. Interesting. Uh, the the result of those efforts was a finale that managed to be appropriately low key and still satisfying. It was much like season punctuated by college reunions, breakups, loss, and career decisions. Through the prism of characters, the audience had come to know for all their quirks and yes, insecurities. People come into your life for a reason. Issa says at one point during the finale. TV shows come to life for all kinds of reasons, but it's generally the small details that keep them alive. In the sense, in that sense, Insecure offered one last demonstration of having mastered the basics of being, well, basic. Well put, well put. That's from CNN, Brian Lowry. Um, yeah, man. Good. Good piece. And I think that's a great stopping point for me. I am Frank Fawcett. Let me, um, I'm Frank Fawcett. Uh, this is Fawcett Media. Thank you for joining me. Make sure if you're watching this, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this channel. I swear we're trying to build something here. I swear it's going to be part of the bigger discussion. It's going to make things like insecure happen more regularly. Um, and, you know, people like me to become part of the discussion. You dig? Part of the discussion for all of um, all of us to, to, to be included in this Hollywood structure. Because I'm going to tell you, they need stories all the time. So um, that's why, like I said, I'm busy creating... I'm busy putting this platform together and I'm busy, you know, trying to make a difference, man. It's all you can do and come from yourself. So if that's anything to gain from um, Issa Rae, the person, 
in this this um, landscape right now. Let's take that and let's honor Issa Rae for her accomplishment of completing five seasons of a show at a high level. Yeah, we can say that. Congratulations. Uh, cheers. Cheers, my Starbucks, maybe. Oh. Or my uh, my water. I'm drinking water, y'all. So cheers to y'all. And once again, I'm Frank Fawcett. Uh, yeah, if you like this video, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. And uh, I'll catch you on the next show. Peace.